This is Jack with Hot Rods and Customs by Jack, and you're listening to Hot Rods by Boyd Podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rods by Boyd Podcast. And we are back. Welcome to episode 74 of the HRBB Podcast. I am here once again with Chris Kyneton. How are we doing, my brother? Real good, man. All right. We're here in uh, headquarters at downtown, uh, oh, excuse me, Old Town Orange. It's uh, sure. nice, uh, sunny, yes. brisk still. Kind it of, rained last night. It rained last night, yeah, which yeah. is weird in California, but... Onward and forward we go. Um, Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for tuning back in. And today we got a really special guest. Let's welcome Jack to the show. Jack, what's up, buddy? How we doing? What's that, man? I'm doing great. Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack. So let's, let's, fill, Jack, it, it's, it's so, give us the full name of your business. I always, I always, I think as I think I have it in the system differently. Hot Rods and Customs by Jack. So, um, Jack and I met probably what I don't know ten years ago. What, what do we say? You used to work. You worked for Dwayne. So when Dwayne yeah. left after my dad passed away, Dwayne went on to do a little stint at West Coast Customs, um, and then he started yeah. American Hot Rods with Burnt over in Orange. Yeah. And then you did you come on board when Burnt was still there or when Burnt left? No, Burnt had just left. So I met Dwayne in 2010 at. Barrett Jackson in Scottsdale. That's how I got hooked up with him. And uh, he had just started a shop, and I was with one of my buddies, and we were looking at uh, one of the last cars your dad had built. And uh, Dwayne walked up, and my buddy started talking to him, and he goes, You know, what's going on since Boyd passed? And he goes, Well, I just opened up my own shop, putting the crew together. And my buddy points to me, goes, Well, this guy does same body work. And Dwayne handed me a card and said, Well, why don't you come out for a couple weeks and show me what you can do? So, that's, That's cool. kind of where it all started. I went out for a couple of weeks and ended up giving me a job. So I came back to Arizona, packed up all my stuff, and, and moved out to California. Nice. Yeah, because you're, you're born and raised Arizona, right? I was actually born in South Dakota. Uh-oh. I moved uh, to Arizona when I was about 10 years old. Okay. Cool. So right now, your business, you're located in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Yep. Down yes, in southern Arizona. That's cool, man. Yeah, so um, let's yep. talk about your – so um, what, let's just get the million-dollar question out of the way, the number two or three question I get asked when I go I run into people at shows um, is, is Dwayne really an asshole? <laughs> right? Is Dwayne really an no. asshole? No. You know? No. Right? I you mean, get asked – so when people find out that you work for Dwayne, do they ask you that question too? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's usually the first thing they ask me to, you know, they're like, Man, was he really an asshole like he was on the shop on the show? You know, I'm like, no, you know, it's like he was a really I, honestly, he's probably one of the the coolest bosses I've ever worked for. You know, it's like, uh, man, when I first moved out there, you know, I was looking for a place to stay. Well, you know, after I went off there for a couple of weeks, he gave me the job, and I, you know, I'm getting ready to come back out. I'm like, man, I I'm, can't find a place to stay. He's like, you can stay with me. You know, you can stay with me till you find a place and get settled down. So, I mean, that right there, like, how many bosses? You know, they've only known known a guy for two weeks. They're gonna be like, "Yo, come stay <laughs> yeah. at my house." You yeah. Know? Well, and you know so, what? Uh, Dwayne I mean, Dwayne was in the same boat coming from Wisconsin back in the early '80s. You know, I mean, yeah. that's th- kind of like a, a lot of guys. I remember. Uh, I mean, I remember um, a lot of guys would be. You know, Keith's got stories too, where my dad would be like, "Hey, we got this new guy starting. You got that extra room still? You're gonna need yeah. him." 
you know, because back then I think it was a, it, it's a little harder now. I mean, financially in, in California, oh, yeah. you know, to you right. know you got apartments just in this area, like two bedroom apartment, man, twenty eight hundred bucks, three grand a month. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's right. and, it, and, it, and and it it ain't the nice. They're not the nicest. No, places. they're tiny. Yeah. yeah. So right. so yeah so yeah. you so how long were you with Dwayne then? I mean, when living, uh, I think living I stayed. I think I lived with him for maybe two three months, and, how, uh, and then I how'd that I go? found a. <laughs> Oh, it was it was good, man. I mean, shit, he cooked me dinner. Like, you know, you'd get off work, you'd go to the grocery store and, you know, get get food and, you know, it was cool, man. He's like, you know, kind of took me under his wing and, you know, made me feel real welcomed, you know. I was just, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect either, you know, just for knowing him for those couple of weeks working for him, you know, like, it was just nose to the grindstone, man. Like, we were just, wow, man, we were working 12, 13-hour days, and I'm like, geez, you know, uh, it was kind of an honor to, you know, go and work for him. But, you know, it was, it was, it was cool work, living with them. I, you know, I had no problems. We got along great. And I eventually uh, found a room in a house and, you know, rented from a couple guys. And that, that worked out great. It was just a couple miles from the shop. So it worked out, man. And I eventually met a chick and we moved in together and she became my wife. And, you know, we eventually got an apartment together. But Nice. Yeah, and now you got what, yeah. two, you got two kids, right? Live, living out in, back, and then you moved back to Arizona. So, yep. So, yeah, that's cool. Because I mean, during that time, you're, what the time frame we're talking about? Because my dad's been gone fifteen years. So the time, so we're talking. Are we talking? Ten, what'd you say? Ten years ago? About? Yeah. So I moved out there in twenty ten. I started working for him. I think in like February or March of twenty ten. And then uh, worked for him till up until 2018 when, when he ended up closing the shop. And you know, like I said, I just started a family and, you know, decided I didn't want to stay in California and the cost of living was so much cheaper here in Arizona. And, you know, I've, I've always wanted to own my own shop. So, you know, the only way to make that happen was to move back here. And, uh, you know, I had a great time working out there, you know, becoming friends with you and, you know, a lot of the other guys, you know, in the hot rod scene out there and, you know, it was a great time of my life, you know, but I'm, I'm kind of honestly glad things worked out the way they did and ended up moving back here because, you know, every, every guy that works for somebody else in a shop, you know, eventually their dream is to have their own shop, Yeah. you know, for me to make that dream come true. That was, you know, like the ultimate thing for me, you know, and to be successful at it, it's, that's even better, you know? So, yeah. Cause you, you know, know, like I said, it, I wish it could have continued, but you know, it, it all worked out, so it's all good. No, and you know what? Now you're what, explaining the time frame. 2010, so you got to remember, my dad passed away in 2008. Dwayne, you know, the shop shuts right. down. Dwayne is known from the TV as being this a-hole guy, which he, he, he was at times. Right. I, you know, I've, I've said that many times. He was. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, my dad's gone. And now everyone, including myself, all of us have to figure it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, 2010... You know, he had already tried to do the West Coast uh, customs thing. That didn't pan out. Um, and then he's out on his own, and everyone's kind of got to prove themselves. And then, you know, you're a young guy coming out here going, okay, what, um, you know, you're, you were, how old were you then at the time in 2010? I was like 25, I think. It was like 24, 25. Okay, so you're, you're a younger guy, and you're like, hey, uh, let me go out to California as a young guy. So no, no, happen. no ties, no family uh, that you got to, you know. No kids at that point, no, right. right? And you're like, let me try to. Do- yeah, that's cool, that's cool, man. And and yeah. you know what? Yeah, because um, yeah, I mean, during that time, and you were at Dwayne's, so almost eight years. And man, that time flies. 
there was a it did man it it did fly by so let's talk about so people because people who follow Dwayne and his work I mean you know um and, and so they can tie things together name some of the the the, the, the stuff that you worked on with Dwayne that people might recognize because Dwayne did did a few few cool vehicles during that time yeah so uh like the car that I met the car how I met Dwayne that was at Fair Jackson was a a Model A coupe. It was all black at the time. Yeah, Scotty Gray's, right? Scotty Gray owned it. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, and it was. I think it had been in a magazine, you know, with the black paint job and all that. And um, a couple years later, that car ended up coming back in the shop uh, to do some flame a flame job on it. Uh, I believe Scotty. Yeah, because it was it was sold at Barrett Jackson, and then the the new owner brought it back to us to get the flames done. So um, that's how I got to meet Dennis Rickliff. Yeah. Um, so that was, uh, you know, an honor and all in itself there, you know, getting to work with him and, and watching him put the flames on the car. And he actually let me, you know, spray the color on it and, you know, taught me his techniques. And, you know, of course he came back in and did a little cut touch ups here and there on the, the, the blending of the colors and stuff before it was all said and done. But man, just to work with him, you know, being a painter, like that was, that was awesome. Uh, getting to work on that car and, you know, getting to put my hands on the car that landed me the job there. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, no, that's, you know, I got to work on a, a couple of Scotty Gray's cars. Um, we did, uh, you know, what, like, uh, when I was first there, Dwayne was just finishing up a, a 32 coupe, a black coupe. That was, that was a real nice car. Oh, is that, uh, um, is that the doctor's car? No, I think I think he ended up buying it, but I, I think it was a guy from up Midwest. So okay. I, I can't remember who was the owner of that car. Uh, but yeah, we got to work on a couple of Doctor Doctor Depresio. Depresio. referred to him as Depresio. Yeah. Yep. Doctor Shiny Shoes. Doctor Shiny Shoes. I guess that you. Yep. Your dad had uh, gave him that nickname. I, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we nice worked guy. on a couple of his cars. Nice guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, very cool guy. Yeah. He was he was he was really cool. All the all the customers we dealt with, you know, were, were real cool guys and you know, it was it was an honor to work on all that stuff, man. I mean, I thought moving out there, you know, I knew it knew it all, you know. And just going out you there. Were 24, you were know, 25 it, years old. You had it all figured it all, out. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. You know, it was a whole nother level of, of craftsmanship, you know, like color standing and buffing like the bottom of a car, you know, like like Tom Stopner, he would he would roll in with his fifty five or you know his his roadster and put it up on the lift and Dwayne be like you know okay today we're gonna polish the bottom of this car you know I'm just like what you know put this thing up on the lift and you know all the the billet and you know chrome underneath these cars and I mean the the bottom side of those cars were finished just as nice as the top side yeah you know so that was one nice thing not ever getting greasy <laughs> working on that kind of stuff you know. I mean, it was it was a pleasure to work on on stuff that clean. Yeah, like like Tom Shopner, he was a, a great customer of ours. Uh, had a lot of cool stuff. We actually we built a 454 SS truck for Tom. Yep. Um, yeah, and put I like built, a 750 built... horsepower big block in it. Yeah, that was a nice. That, yeah, and you know what? That was uh, that was a cool rebuild, and that was also too. You know, now the OBS trucks are pretty popular. But that was also during a time where, because I built the wheels for that thing. Um, but, you know, yeah. Tom, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, Tom 
did a good job. I mean, having well, having Dwayne do the whole thing. I mean, now it's you know, I mean, because didn't he right. buy it? Didn't he buy a, another donor truck for that project? No, he started out with a pretty clean truck to begin with. I mean, I think he paid like you know, like twelve grand for that truck to start with. I mean, that was and back then, you know, back yeah, then, I mean, pretty good money for those trucks still, but yeah, you know, those trucks have all been been a collector's truck and you know thought after. But even then, I'm just like, wow, this guy's paying ten grand for this truck and he's gonna totally rip it apart and spend you know another oh. eighty grand on it. Like, oh, they, it, it was just cool, you know. He and put like, some money into it, yeah, because I remember just, I'm just like, damn, he. He went all out. He did, he did the right things to that truck. That's a nice. That's a nice truck. Right. It just sold like last year, yeah. didn't it? Last year. Yeah. Or it did sold again. Yeah, a couple of years ago, it sold it. I think it's like two years ago. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because I remember seeing that Dino's like two years ago. Yeah, it was very clean. I mean, that was I was pretty proud of that paint job. You know, black's always tough, and uh, you know to get it right and slicked out, and <coughs> it really came out nice. But, yeah, and then you, I mean, if even working with Dwayne, you still had your little side projects going on, right? Because you were into flipping cars way back in the day. Yeah, you know, so, like, one thing he told me, you know, he's like, man, to survive in California, you know, uh, you got to be a hustler, you know, and, and uh, you know, man, I've, uh, I was buying and selling stuff here before I moved out there, so uh, just, you know, kind of everyday driver type stuff, but when I got out there, I, I one of the first cars I picked up was a 72 Chevelle, and, uh, Dwayne let me keep it at the shop and gave me keys to the place and would let me come in after hours on the weekend to work on it. And, you know, that kind of kept me afloat and, you know, allowed me to live comfortably out there, you know, and uh, that kind of turned into my own little side gig and kind of, you know, made me where I am today, you know, and I remember uh, about the last two years I was there, at one point Dwayne comes out to the shop and he goes, man, you got more cars out here than I do. He's like, I'm going to have to start charging you rent. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, shit. You know, like, I, I knew this day was coming, you know. Was, yeah. He, he was very gracious, you know, and letting me keep all my stuff there and, and work, you know, use the shop after hours, you know. But, you know, time came when I, you know, I'd start paying him rent and, you know. But it was a good deal. I mean, me and Dwayne got, got along pretty good, you know. There's a couple times, you know, where I get frustrated with work and, you know, be pissed off doing something, you know, and he'd pull me into the office and sit me down and, you know, have a talk with me, but it wasn't, you know, like you'd see on the show, like cussing and yelling and, you know, that kind of stuff. It was a real talk, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really respected him for that, you know, and it would calm me down, like, okay, get my head straight, you know, and get back out there and get to work, you know, and he's like, the one thing that I, I always remember that he would tell me, you know, if this was easy, everybody would be doing it. You know, he's like, there's only, you know, there's not that many people out there that can build cars to this level and, and, you know, this kind of quality. He's like, it's not easy, you know, mistakes happen. You know, things have to be redone sometimes, but, you know, Dwayne was very, you know, particular in the work he put out, you know, and it's like, I, I'll always respect him for that. You know, it was, he carried on, you know, your dad's tradition and, and, and his legacy, you know, putting out the best car money could buy. Yeah. No, and he was he was so, pa he was basically was, passing on awesome. to you what was passed on to him, you know. I mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, you know, I could tell that like he's seen it in me. You know, he's seen I had the drive. He knew this is what I wanted to do. You know, some of some of guys, you know, this is in our blood. Like, you know, there's there's nothing else. <laughs> you know, I can't. I wouldn't 
I'm not a sit behind a desk guy and, you know, do paperwork and be on a computer. I, you know, I'm, I like to work with my hands. I like to create and, you know, be, you know, see things that I've built, you know, that gives me, you know, pleasure in, my, in you know, my work, seeing something done. But man, sometimes it's just those like, you know, nine months to 18 months build time. It's like, man, it's long days in there where you're not seeing any progress, you know, just standing day in, day not, you know, day after day. It's like, man, it gets a little old sometimes. And I, just, I remember walking to work a couple of days like, man, Dwayne, do you think there's something else I could work on today? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah no, well, yeah, sometimes you get a st- done, you know, it's like, get to it. I know, like, you know, so, man, it, it, jobs got to get done, but sometimes you got to, sometimes you just got to, if you got multiple projects going on, sometimes you got to take a step back from one and just go, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go take right. a break, go work on this, something else, and then come back to this. Yeah, exactly. no, so, so then Dwayne shuts the shop down in 2018. Now, were you making moves to move before the hand, or is that kind of like what prompted you to move back to Arizona? Yeah, that's what, you know, he came to me one day, and he's like, you know, we've got to have a talk. And he's like, you know, it's just he was tired of California. The rent was just insane for the shop. You know, the cost of living was just kept going up and up. Uh, you know, his mom was getting older, and he had just made the decision that, hey, you know, I want to go back to Wisconsin. I'm going to close the shop down, you know, and, he, you know, he gave me a good heads up and let me know, you know, things are going to change. And, you know, I, I figured it out, you know, made it work. And, uh, you know, I ended up buying a house here in Arizona, moving back and renting a shop with there's a couple of my buddies were in. And eventually just a couple of years ago, I ended up buying, buying the shop I was renting. So nice. I said, man, every, everything kind of worked out. It's good, yeah. man. Cause, and you know what? So Arizona, I mean, it it seems like between the Phoenix area and just, I mean, Arizona has a decent amount of car culture there now, you know? Right. And, and I mean, you gravitated. Yeah. I mean, we all kind of stuck around trucks, right? And that's kind of seems like right. that that's your passion, right, is trucks? Right. Yeah, so. yeah. Like you know, like I said, I was born in South Dakota, so living on a farm, you know, everybody had trucks. That's that's what you rode around in, you know. Yep. So my grandpa had uh, square bodies. You know, I I remember as like being a a couple years old and riding to the dealership. Uh, so I was born in '84. I remember in '88 going to the Chevy dealership uh, in my dad's square body, and he bought a brand new '88. You know, it's four by four long bed. Yeah. Two tone blue. You know, I, I, it was a beautiful truck, beautiful, beautiful color scheme. You know, I remember, like, like, I grew up in that truck. So that's like, you know, the OBS truck, the square bodies. Just sitting in those trucks takes me back to the simpler times. Being a kid and just, you know, cruising down the back roads and, you know, just not having a care in the world, you know, just loving life, you know, is, is awesome. So those trucks always have, you know, bring back good memories, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's for me too. You know, I mean, starting in 88, yeah. watching all that stuff take off and, you know, I'm being a young kid in high school, you know, just right. going, sure. just going, wow, this is cool. You know? And right. then now as an adult, yeah, being now as an adult, enjoying this stuff. And now all of a sudden they're, they're cla- you know, classics. Right. So, right. No, it's cool, man. Um, and it's just, and it's just the, you know, when you go to a show like Dino's Get Down and you look at the sheer volume of just the, you know, this year, I mean, with, with the vendors and, and just with just the volume of people there that enjoy trucks, it's crazy. It's cool. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. 
it was insane, man. You know, even over a two day period, you know, I didn't even see everything, you know, it's like me and you got to chat for a little bit. You know, I, I, I got to connect with a couple of my, other, my buddies and, you know, but still there's like probably 10 people that, you know, I wanted to connect with and, and meet in person, you know, that I've been dealing with, you know, online and stuff and social media. And man, it's just insane how many trucks were there and how many people were there and all the vendors, you know, it's, oh, it's cool. just cool to see, you know what I mean? And just the diverse culture in there, you know, there's $200,000 show trucks and then there's $5,000 trucks. And everybody has like the same respect for everybody. Yeah. You know, and that's not always the case in like, you know, other car scenes. So that's, that's kind of the cool thing to the, about the truck scene to me is, you know, no matter what you got, you know, everybody has respect for you and, and what you're trying to, yeah, you know, no, it's trying it, to keep, you know, definitely cool. And then, you know, you're, and, and now it's a, it's, it's part of your business too, you know? So it's like, you, it goes, right. it, you balance that. It's a, you have a passion for it. And, and it's your hobby, but it's also too like, didn't you? I right. mean, you know, you're you're either bringing a truck to go sell at Dino's or you're or you're taking one home, you know? Right, exactly. You know, yep. so I I remember when I was in you know, working for Dwayne. You know, like I said, I was I was buying and selling a lot of Chevelles, and uh, we were out at Pomona one day and we seen a, a '75 GMC, and Dwayne goes, "Man, we we need to build a shop truck. This is like a good candidate." You know, it was like a uh, green color, all original truck. I, you know, I think we paid like a couple grand. I, I don't think he paid more than three grand for that truck. And it was just like all original survivor. You know what I mean? Yeah. We took it back to the shop and ripped all the trim off, painted it black, flat black. You know, you made some wheels for it. Um, Dennis came and put, you know, painted American hot rubs on the side of it. And I would be driving that thing around, you know, just going to the gas station or whatever. And, and I would get more attention than that than I would in my Chevelle. You know, people are like, dude, what? You know, who painted this? Who built this? You know, and it was, it was cool. Be like, oh, I painted it. You know, I'm I work for Dwayne for American Hot Rods. You know, and that was awesome all in itself. So like, the Chevelle kind of started drying up. So I started getting in back into the square bodies. So yeah, because I mean, kind of cool you, getting, getting back into those trucks and just how many people can connect with those trucks. You know, it, they were made for you know the square body from '73 to '87. So you know there's such a diverse group of people who, you know, share the passion for those. Guys. Oh yeah. And like just in, in that, that, um, that wide range of running that body style too. Like, you know, you got memories as a little kid. I got memories, you know, um, everybody's got memories of, uh, you know, I mean, they were, you're obviously back then more utilitarian and stuff. Right. But, right. Yeah. But it was cool. You know, I mean, it was, sure. it was good times, Definitely. but, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, you know, you could roll, you could go buy, spend eighty thousand dollars on a new Silverado right now, and no one's gonna give two shits at at a gas right. station. But, <laughs> right. you, you know, you, you know, if you got a, yep. a well done OBS or square body truck, and maybe you got, you know, maybe it's not the all you got all that into it, but maybe it's a twenty thousand dollar truck. You're gonna have more people looking or commenting on that, absolutely, than a new right. Silverado. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah. and to me, you know, it's like, they're only going up in value. You know, the more you do nice, you make it, you know, the more money it's going to be worth. And, you know, that's a cool thing too about, about those trucks. Yeah. You know, that I, always, that always isn't the case, you know, when building a, you know, hot rod or street rod or something like that, you know, sometimes, you know, you might be upside down, but if that's what you want and exactly the car you want and you got the money, it's like, Hey, you know, that's cool. You know, there's nothing wrong with that either, but. 
Yeah, no, it's that's it's, one it's, cool thing I I think about the truck. Yeah, and the truck, and, and you know, um, and like you said too about Dinos, you know, you can see a five thousand dollar truck next to a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar truck, you know. Um, so yeah. because you know, if you go to, I mean, if you you know, in years past, you go to a good guy show or something, and you know, to build a street rod, I mean, you got to throw some money at it, and uh, you know, it's on a different right. budget. It's not everybody's taste, you know, but. Right. Everybody right. drive a, everybody wants to drive a truck, right? As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> everybody wants right. it, right? They, I mean, they don't. They yeah. should. Yeah. Well, I mean, women drive trucks. You know, I mean, even Steve over here, your wife, when you met her, she had a little short bed. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she, she had a square body. She had yeah. did she a square body? No, OBS. OBS. Yeah, yeah she had an OBS right. square body. Right. <laughs> He's confusing me. No, she had an OBS like a little. Was it a red truck? Uh, white. Was it had graphics? GMC. No, no, did, just lowered. Did they have wheels on it? I don't know. I don't remember. Hey, I had like the neon light underneath. No, <laughs> come on, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It had neon lights underneath. No, just one. This is like the, just uh, one, like, like a purple one, or uh, just one. Oh, well, uh, just one color. Oh, one color. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But all the way around the truck. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. <laughs> you have pictures of that? <laughs> I'll look. That would be rad if you did. <laughs> oh, and what year was that? When I met her? Oh, hold on. Let me guess. Hold on. Uh, d- 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 when she had that truck? Yeah. T- between 2000 and 2004. Yeah, 2001 is when I met her. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I think uh, AIM Industries used to sell that uh, that that kit. That kit, yeah. Yeah. But that's now that light that light kit, that's now a big – I mean, that's a big the big thing for people. I noticed that at Dino's. Yeah, all that – all it's, that stuff came back. All it the, all comes back. The wheel lights and all that. Too. Well, you know what it is too. Like the technology on the LEDs is off the hook, right? Oh, right. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking probably back in 2001. That was probably a couple thousand bucks to do that. Now, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, and it goes to the music and right. you know, stuff. Oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, it goes to the music. It yeah. changes every color you want. <laughs> yeah, you I don't know. In. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't get any ideas here, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, man. No, so um, so you know you've been you've been uh, working. I mean, not like you don't you don't work exclusively on trucks, right? Because uh, we're, we're doing oh. a set of wheels for you for an Impala right now. So, yep. but like you said, that's what you gravitate towards. And let's talk about um, some of the stuff you're working on right now, or you, that you've worked on in the last couple of years. Oh, uh, so I got a. 68 C10. I'm. I've been working on the last couple of years. It's got a GSI air ride chassis on it. Uh, I got an LS3 connecting cruise uh, GM crate motor going in it. I got a set of your HRX zeros going on it. Yeah, those are the, the 22s in the front. And, 24s, right? The 24 by 15s in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 24 by 15s yeah, in the back. Those are, so those are we cool. Went, went big on those. Um, I got like a couple impalas here i've got a 64 convertible uh, i just picked up a 64 hard top that uh, like I said we're we just got some wheels working for that last week um i've got a all kinds of stuff here i've got like a 49 buick four-door i'm doing for a customer um i've got a 72 chevelle in here i'm i'm doing a paint job on and that kind of turned into a kind of a full restoration deal i'm going to do the interior for him next and uh get that thing all sorted out and ready for him. Uh, nice. I just had a guy bring in a 53 five window pickup and uh, we're going to do like a rest of mob build on that. 
Uh, I'm trying to talk him into doing a custom chassis. I'm sure we'll end up with a set of your wheels on it. Nice. Um, kind of the monochromatic look, you know, painted bumpers, all painted trims, no no chrome on it. Uh, modern motor, you know, nice modern style interior. Um, so that'll, that'll be pretty cool. Hey, shout out your uh, uh, like, shout out your inst- while people are listening. Shout out your Instagram um, so they can look at some of the stuff. P uh, Ten Builder underscore HRC by Jack on Instagram, and cool. then um, Jack Daniel on Facebook. Now, let me ask you. So, yeah, if you guys want. To- so you know, if we the, the infrastructure for running a business, even an automotive business, that's plentiful right here in Orange County. So, what was right. a big adjustment for you? going back to Arizona um, just to run an automotive business? Well, I mean, you know, I, people ask me that all the time, like, man, like, you have enough, enough business out here? Like, how do you stay busy? I'm like, well, geez, you know, like with social media and the internet these days, like, it doesn't really matter where you are. Like, you know, I miss being out in Southern California just for the fact that, like, if you needed parts, you could drive 30 minutes and have just about anything you could want. You know, with uh, for sure classic industry in Huntington, you know, the car shop in Orange. Like, I lived right down the street from the car shop. You know, I was there, like, every weekend buying parts for my project. You know, like, yep. that was one of the cool things about being in Southern California, you know, working on cars and, and doing that stuff. But, man, I mean, it's like, you know, just from the connections I made out there and moving back here, you know, that kept me busy alone. And then just, you know, like I said, kind of doing my own thing. Uh, well, that Dwayne's too got me, you know, connected with a lot of guys. Uh, you know, like I was sending a bunch of cars overseas, um, when I was out there, you know, a lot of the Australians and, uh, come over there looking for, you know, solid classic cars. Uh, so I made some connections there and, you know, like just when I came back here, I, I brought a 87 thing for to his R10, but it's the square body, the last year, the square body. I brought that back here with me and, you know, I was, trying to sell it before I left California and I was thinking, man, uh, you know, am I going to be able to sell this thing when I go back to Arizona? And sure enough, you know, a couple of weeks, some guy picked it up and, you know, there's plenty full, you know, a bunch of trucks out here. So I just started picking up every one I could and just kept doing my thing. lowering them, putting wheels on them, cleaning them up, doing the interior and, you know, sending them down the road. So it's, it's worked out for me, you know, and then just people that got word that I, moved back in town, you know, and then I had been out in California working for Dwayne and, and doing that, you know, high-end build, you know, just, man, I, I literally now, like six years after being here, I have to turn down work daily from guys, you know, wanting, you know, wanting a paint job from me or, you know, wanting me to lower their truck. And it's just like, the, the hard part is finding help, you know, and that oh, was yeah, one of the reasons sure. too why Dwayne ended up closing his job. I remember, you know, in the eight years I was there, I've probably seen like 30 guys come and go. Yep. You know, it's just insane. Like, uh, you know, about, I don't know, four years into it, I became his shop foreman and, you know, he would, you know, look to me to help him, you know, watch these new guys that he would hire. You know, I remember one case, this guy's like, you know, resume looks great. You know, he's supposedly got all this experience, you know, so we got in the shop and Dwayne's like, you know, keep an eye on this guy. And uh, we were putting together a 69 Roadrunner we had restored from a guy, you know, completely restored this car and uh, we're getting, assembling it. You know, I'd painted this thing. We had, we're putting the motor together and this guy's got a crescent wrench in it. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, we don't use those here, you know? 
you can get the correct rent. And the guy's like, okay, okay. You know, he goes back and, you know, he's, he didn't have a tool there yet or something. So he's working out Dwayne's toolbox or something. You know, and he goes and gets the right wrench. He comes back and, you know, I go off, do something else. And I come back and he's got the crescent wrench again. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, Dwayne, this guy keeps using the stamp crescent wrench. He's like, hey, if you don't think he's fit for the job, you know, tell him he's fired. And I'm like, damn, you know, like, I, okay. So I go out there and tell the guy, I'm like, hey, you want to keep using this crescent wrench, man? You can just go ahead and leave right now because that's not the way we do things here. You know, and the, he was kind of upset at me. He's like, well, who are you to tell me what to do? You know, and I'm like, well, I'm the shop foreman here. You know, like Dwayne said, I have, you know, all rights to tell you to, to you know, walk out that door. So the guy was pretty upset. You know, he was he was older than me. And, you know, he didn't like hearing that from a younger guy. But he ended up leaving, you know, and it's just I was I was shocked that, you know, the guy would even pick up a crescent wrench to begin with, you know, to, to work on this, you know, car, this guy's got $150,000 into it's like, man, that's, that's not the way you do things. But yeah, no, but you that's know, one thing I always, I always remember. <laughs> and you know what you it's, it's a, it's a totally different perspective uh, when you're an employee that just goes in and does your job. And then now, now you're going to be part of the management and then it gives right. you even more respect right. for people that run a business, you know, because exactly. you don't see all the other stuff. You just, if you come in and just do your job, I mean, you know, and right. then also too, like you know, you mentioned earlier that you know, um, you know, a lot of guys aspire to, you know, they they want to learn and they want to move on and have their own shop. But a lot of guys don't want to do that. A lot of guys just want to come in and right. do, and do do the work and get paid for the work they do, and then let let you deal with the uh, you know, let the owner deal with all the other headaches. You know, right? And that's true too. You know, and that's kind of another thing. Like I learned after I left there. You know, after kind of you know just trying to manage Dwayne's shop, you know, we just, we'd have a few guys there, but, you know, just now to see the full picture of, you know, everything Dwayne had to do, you know, it's just like lining, trying to find the next job, you know, getting paid from the customers, making the invoices, you know, there's a whole other side to it than just going out there and rent, you know, and I remember days too, Dwayne would come out there, you know, he'd be in the office all day. I'm like, you know, what is he doing in there? You know, and then he would come out by 4.30 and he'd be like, geez, you know, finally now I can come out here and do some work you know he hit him himself you know he was like i never really wanted to run a shop he, i i enjoy working on them you know that's where what i enjoy you know working on these cars he's like man it sucks some days just being in the office all day dealing with customers and you know like i said trying to find the next job and and lining things up and keeping everybody happy like that that's a job all in itself you know yeah. and i i never realized that till i opened up my own shop and i'm just like wow yeah you know just the yeah. phone calls the people coming in you know making ordering parts, making sure they show up on time and, you know, making sure they're the right parts and not damaged when they show up and making sure they're going to work with all the other parts you've ordered for this car. I mean, that's a, that's a full-time job all in itself. Yeah. It's a know? lot of so, customer service before you can even get down to work, you know, for, for oh, yourself. You I know? mean, exactly. Yeah. Because you that just can't, too, you know, and yeah. And you said it earlier, Dwayne told you if, if it was easy, everybody would be doing yeah. it. Right. So, right, and that's right. the other thing too. As a small business, we have the issue here. It's like, um, you know, I don't have a separate accountant. I don't have a separate, uh, you know, a, a, a controller. I don't have all, all this other stuff because you got to get to a certain level. Really HR. You know where you can, you know, I don't know. It's just it's trying right. to trying to get the job done, be efficient, um, market for the next one. Mar- oh yeah, marketing for the next one. Um, 
It's yeah. just uh, try to get paid on the last one. Dealing with customers, because <laughs> I mean, honestly, you get some customers. That, I mean, even on the wheel side of things, you got on the on the car building side of things, you get customers that understand they're not the only customer, right? But then you get right. some customers that just think. I'm the only you were sitting around for the whole year waiting yep. for them to order, right. and now that's <laughs> right. it. All you're focused on is this guy's yeah. this guy's order, and it's finally like, oh, you called. I've been waiting for you. Yeah, it's just like, and because you know right. how it goes too. Like you're working on a car, and then what happens is a part comes in, and it's the wrong part. But you need that part to go to the next level, the next step, and then right. you end up going. Exactly. Then you end up going. Well, shit, uh, I'm going to go work back on this car. Yeah. And then the customer comes in for the car with the bad part. It goes, hey, how come you're not working on my car? It's like, right. well, because <laughs> right, I don't exactly. have the right parts. Yeah. You know? yeah. Or, you know, you get guys, and Dwayne's had those guys where these guys will, hey, I want to run this motor and this tranny. Okay, perfect. They, or you, got, you get it all ordered, and you, you do all the work, and then they, they, they get on the Internet in the middle of the night, and they go, hey, I actually want to switch that out. I'm going to order this. And you go, no, it doesn't work like that, dude. Yeah. And you get the customer involved right. with ordering parts, and you just go, no, man. Sorry. Yeah. You know? What about the one That's where the guy, hey, what about the one where uh, that guy wanted instead of, the, instead of a, instead of a five speed, he wanted a six speed or something like that. And remember you made the joke. Uh, hey, I go, ah, just do what such and such would do and just change the knob. Change the knob, <laughs> change yeah. the knob to a six-speed knob. You know, just joking around. But it's, right. well, and 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 not to mention names, but we know a lot of shady people in this industry that would do that. That's what that's what the joke was made. Like, right. oh, well, well, such and such would just change the knob and bill them for it. You know, so right, no kidding. Yeah, man, and you know that's one thing too. Is you, you know, you see over time, uh, especially with the internet and just stuff. It's like you just run an honest business and just put out put a hard right. day's work in and things happen right things happen right i mean i've had to make a call to you yeah. about about your wheels going hey dude it's gonna be two three more weeks you know things are happening right but yeah you know yeah. but uh it's good yeah. you yeah. know what it comes down to too is just, just communicating but like sometimes oh, like you said at the end of the day you're so wore out from all the things you've done you know and got in your mind you know you may forget to you know let a customer know hey this was wrong or this is late, you know? And then, like you said, they show up the next day and they're like, Hey, how come you're not working on my car? Why are you working on this guy's car? Like, where's my parts? You know? And then like you said too, the, you know, guys calling you middle of the night. I get that all the time too on weekends, oh, you know? Dear. And it's like, Hey, can you give me a price on these? Like a, it's like a Sunday afternoon, you know, I'm like oh. trying to barbecue and hang out with my family. And it's like, Hey, can you give me a price on this stuff? And it's like, yeah, I can tomorrow, you know? And then, yeah. then they, you, you text them back on the money and they're like, Oh no, I already went and got it from this other guy. Oh, He's yeah, like, no, dude. All right. No. Well, you know, it's like, man, people expect you to, you know, as a business owner, people expect you to drop what you're doing at any given time, you know, the middle of the night on a Sunday, you know, and it's like, man, that just gets a little well, a little overwhelming and a little old sometimes, too. It's like, hey, you know, if if you don't do what they want, then they're, that's the other bad thing about the Internet. Then they go on the Internet and bash you and say, yeah, I was, this guy was building my truck and he didn't answer his phone on a Sunday at you know, four in the afternoon, and yeah, you know, so oh, I dude, my, and one little headache like that, you know, it's like, man, pain in the ass. well, you know what? Uh, and I might have told the story on here before, but you know, I, I, I try to balance, I try to get back to everybody's. I'm the guy that's answering all the emails, guys, for, for all these. I'm answering 95% of them all. So I had, I woke up on a Sunday and I, I always make the decision, should I jump in my email? Yeah, let me jump in my email because there might be some quick questions and stuff. So, uh, I, I always, I always like the people. Hey, I need to get a price on some wheels. 
okay, uh, would you like to elaborate? Like, which sizes, what styles? Help me out here. So it was a Sunday. I responded. Uh, I responded to the guy, and he says, I need to get some wheels. And I said, okay, no problem. What sizes, what style and sizes and finish are you looking for? Uh, he got back, I think, like an hour later. And then um, he, he, he responded back, well, it's Sunday. I'm doing kid stuff. I'm doing family stuff. Right. <laughs> two hours later, right. two hours later, I'm not even kidding you. So this is maybe on a Sunday, two hours later, he responds like, oh, what kind of customer service is this? Uh, you know, I emailed you. And I said, <laughs> I responded back. And I straight up just was, I said, hey, I go, hey, can you cut me some slack? It's Sunday. I'm doing family right. stuff. And, and, and you know, LOL and all this stuff, like making it lighthearted. But like, hey, buddy. <laughs> back off and you know what right the guy went silent on me and i'm actually probably thankful that that happened because he was probably would have been a pain in the ass right. customer dude yeah. you know but it's like right it's like what right. what planet do you people live on man it's like you know they, they the people want to say you know i mean a lot don't get me wrong that's that's an exception most people are wow thanks for responding on a sunday yeah yeah. You know? Most people, right? Yeah, and and, and, and nowadays, nowadays, like I don't even know maybe what my competition's doing, but you know, if I get back to somebody, uh, like within a half a day or something, they're like, "Wow, thanks for the quick reply." And you know, I mean, things fall through the crack too. You know, I mean, we gotta we yeah. gotta remind each yeah. other. Hey, remember, like just like you, you said, "Hey, I, I need a price on the steering wheel," and it's like, "Yeah, hit me up tomorrow, and we'll we'll sort it out." This is you know, because we think right, it, like right. you, you know, you and I have a different relationship at, at, you know, as friends and customers and. And I'm building you stuff. So right. it's like, you know, at seven o'clock at night, you're thinking of something. It's not nothing for you to text me, you know? Um, right. But, you know, like you said, that you run it being a one man show, you know, uh, when a customer does text me on a Sunday, you know, and then I forget the next on a Monday to text you. And then he texts me that Monday night. And I was like, oh, crap. You know, let me text Chris <laughs> yeah. just so I don't forget, you yeah. know? Yeah, because there's so like, like three you know, people involved, you know? That, right. You know, I'm thankful that, you know, I, I made these relationships with guys like you, you know, that, that, you know, don't mind that text at night to like, Hey, you know, I forgot this customer, you know, sorry for texting you late, but you know, yeah, no, this is what we got going on tomorrow. And they say, Hey, you know, okay, cool. Call me tomorrow. You know, that just puts it in both of our heads. Oh yeah. You know, we need to get back to this guy and, and reply to him and get him a price. So, well, you, you know, know I'm, I'm very thankful to that too, that, that we have that relationship. Yeah, so. for sure, man. Yeah. Lost start of communication. But we also need to also embrace AI assistance. That's it. I want to. I'm, I'm going to look into that for 2024. Get some generic, generic ass replies and shit. <laughs> then again, right. hey, for your inquiry. wouldn't that be wild if I had an AI assistant and he or she sold more than me on the wheels? I'd, yeah, I'd right. You never know. Like, wow, what would I be? A robot sells better than I do. No, man, it's it's fun. I enjoy what I do, and it seems like you enjoy what you do. Yeah, you know, dude, Jack. Yeah. I, I was. I'm That's going, what it's all about at the end of the day. So. Oh yeah. yeah, dude. I'm going through your Instagram uh, uh, feed right now, uh, Jack, and dude, the '74 two tone. Uh, dude, this one's sick, man. Is that the blue and white one? No, the green and. Uh, oh, a uh, green one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. That that one was a hit, you know, and it was funny uh, when I was because that truck was like that all like the top and bottom green. It was all that solid green. And it was a long bed. So like, it was the first cut down I did. So and I was like, cut it down. I was like, okay, now we got to do something to break this color up, you know? And yeah. uh, that truck was originally that olive moth color, that center green with, uh, uh, it was white in the center with that color on top and bottom. And the dash was still that color. So I'm like, man, I'm going to 
tie this color back in somehow and paint the center of it this, you know, olive moss green. And I, I'm telling a couple people, like, look, you know, I would tell them the color and, and show them, and they'd just give me this face. You know, like, dude, like, no, like, that is not going to sell. Like, just do it white. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, no, it's got to be different, man. You know, th- I think this is going to work. And I did it. I posted a picture, and, I mean, you know, people were just loving it. Like, yeah. you know, I have people in my, my inbox, how much is that truck? I want it. You know, and it's just like, I'm like, dude, I need to find another green truck like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was no, insane. It, but, you know, that's just the kind of things you just take a risk on, and it's a hit. And it's like, man, you know, it's cool. Like, you might see uh, that brown step side I did on there, too, and I painted, like, the Desert Fox style stripes in, like, a, like a, like a, bronze to like a black color yeah. and you know same thing on that i was telling people i'm like oh i got these leftover colors in my paint cabinet i got this brown step side like i'm just you know trying to break it up and make it pop a little bit kind of and, reminds uh, me about painted those stripes on there go ahead oh no yeah. it just kind of reminds me of the fall guy i remember his truck that that color that 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 brown oh right yeah yeah that's sweet yeah that's, yep. and like that's another one i just i did 70s, that 80s you know, brown it was Lee Majors. It was a hit. People loved it. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's... um, Yeah, I guess. What's that? But like they say, you know, dare to be different. You know, sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a miss, but, you know, you got to love it when it's a hit and people are just like, you know, how do you even think of that? It's like, I don't know, you know. (laughs) I just just went ahead and just went for it, man. Hey, you got to throw it out there, man. I mean, or you could be, you know, you could, you could, we all know people that build stuff that they have a certain formula that they stick to and everything they build is that formula. And it's, it's, it works for them and it's their, that's their signature. Exactly. But then, you know, I mean, um, you throw stuff against the wall and sometimes it sticks and sometimes you're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, right, right. Yeah, usually yeah. comes down to color combos, yeah. right? Color no, combos. Being a traditionally trained graphic right, designer, right. one of our uh, one of the main things my professor taught me is never be afraid of color. Embrace color. You know, color is one thing that nobody right. can trademark. Colors like a color palette cannot yeah. be trademarked. So, dude, I, I find that like when I go to these car shows and whatnot, there's these like crazy exotic color combos that wouldn't yeah. kind of work otherwise, and they do. And then it's like, dude, I never thought about putting those colors together. And it's just fucking rad yeah. well it's like that 34 coupe that was done a couple years ago was it last year maybe or year before you know the one with all the wild stripes on it like the squared stripes multicolored, like bronze and then yellow and orange and you know which one i'm talking about yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean people got gave a lot of shit for that car uh, on the pomona? paint job it was at pomona yeah, okay. i think it was at pomona last year definitely a year before yeah. i mean a year yeah. but you know it's kind of cool i got they, they executed it well and I, I, I kind of liked it. Yeah. I thought it was different. It's like, it, you know, it to take not, a car it, like that, that you could easily just paint a solid color. Yeah. It might not be your it, cup of tea, but then you like look at it and you're like, damn, I can, I can respect that. That's like um, some serious thought went into that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. it, 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 you know, you're not going to hit a home run every time. Well, you know, right. I don't know, man. Well, cool, Jack. You know what? Thanks for taking the time to talk with us, man. Um, yeah. This was yeah, this was sure. cool, man, because, you know, people need this all, you know, guys like yourself, uh, you're up and coming, uh, doing some really cool work. And it's like, you know, people need to also see who was also, you know, like you spent almost, you know, you spent eight years with Dwayne, you know, yeah. and learning, learning yeah. there and, and some of the stuff that he put out, you know, 
you were behind some of that stuff too. So it's cool. Yeah. I need to get a hold of that dude. I've been trying to get a hold of him. I don't know what's up with him. He's blocked me. He's blocked me on the phone. <laughs> Good living in uh God, he's gotta be freezing his ass off right now back in Wisconsin. Yeah, man. It's probably pretty cold up there right now. Well, we're talking about cost of living. I remember he told me he's like this is like a first full year. He goes, anybody that tells you it's way cheaper in California, tell them they're full of shit. Because he's like, you know, there's houses here uh, that you don't have real, like, heating or air conditioning in some of these older houses. A lot of houses do, right? Right, right, right. But right. You know, they have like my old house in Whittier, it had a wall heater, no air conditioner. Yeah. And you know what? You maybe bitch about yeah. it two weeks Two weeks out of the out of the year for from both the cold end and the hot end. Yeah, but you know, Dwayne's like, dude, you got that have that air, heater fired up, and I was like, well, uh, you know, one day you switch from heat to, to cold, and it's five hundred bucks a month either way, and then you got to mow your two acre lawn that you really wanted. Yeah, and you got to go buy a riding mower, <laughs> and you got to do all this shit, you know. So, but yeah. it, it's cool though, man. Well, I'm glad things are going well. I appreciate the. The business you're throwing my way, and uh, you're always open to yes, you know, try new stuff. And you know, you got a passion for the OBS and square body trucks, which I think is cool. And uh, yep. other than that, man, uh, one more time, mention on your social media at C10 Builder underscore HRC by Jack. Nice, yeah, nice. check out his stuff, guys. He's got yep. some cool stuff. All right, Jack. Well, thank you very much, man. We'll be catching up. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, from uh, myself and Chris Connington, thank you guys again for listening. Again, uh, thank you to our guest, Jack Daniel, from Sierra Vista, Arizona. You can check out his shop at Hot Rod Customs. Um, Until next time, we will talk to you guys again soon. See you. See you. Later.